0: Coming up on today's show, we are very worried. That is a quote from before the show started, This conversation with Scott. Now, very worried about Tim Lincecum. What's wrong with Josh Johnson? We have a Johnny Damon sighting. We play buy or sell, give you a prospects report. And is Victor Martinez returning this season? All that and more right now on the CBSSports.com Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Adam Azer here with Scott White. Now, Melchior, it's Thursday, April 12th. We'll take your emails at fantasybaseball at com. All right, let's just throw it out there. Scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, holy crap, we're in a lot of trouble here. How worried
1: are you about Tim Lincecum? Uh, about an 8. Yeah, I was thinking
2: 7.5. So I'm slightly more worried than Scott is.
1: Well, we're both pretty <laughs> darn worried, though. That's That's saying something after only two starts. More on that in a moment. Let me
0: tell you about Touchback. It's opening in theaters... April 13th, that's tomorrow, starring Kurt Russell and Brian Presley. Great movie to see with your family. It also has some great football action. Brian Presley plays a former high school football star who gets to revisit that critical moment in the state championship game. He can either let his fate unfold or follow a path that will change his future. Again, that's Touchback opens in theaters April 13th. We'll go three up, three down, rotation. Take your emails. Um, and we'll do injuries, news, and notes. You know you know how it goes. But today, on Thursdays, we'll do buy or sell, and we will do our, our prospects report. Let's start with three up and a giant who's not Tim Lincecum. Outfielder Nate Shearholtz, he shows you know, the, the rule of this show. If you hit two home runs in one game, you're probably going to make three up, and that's what he did yesterday. Is that bad news for the
1: rest of the outfield in San Francisco? I would say it affects the uh, it means more to the rest of the outfield than it does to Shearholds himself for me. Uh Brandon Belt was out of the lineup I think for a second straight game yesterday. He's off to another terrible start and uh it was it was a lopsided game against the Rockies. They took Aubrey Huff out at first base at one point because of that and they're they replaced him with Brett Pill not with uh with Brandon Belt. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Belt ended up back in the minors within the next week or so, uh, particularly since that seemed like the route they were going before the very end of spring training.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with all of that. And it's it's a strange situation because Bruce Bochy did bench Belt that first game. You're right. It was the second game in a row. But he said specifically to the media, but Belt will be back on Wednesday and then lo and behold, Belt was not in the lineup on Wednesday, and probably not going to be in the lineup on Thursday either, because the Giants face a lefty. I can't recall which one, top of mind, but Jamie um, Moyer, I think. I think that is right. Yeah. So. Oh, anybody can hit Jamie Moyer. <laughs> Come well, on. Maybe Brandon Belt can't, according to Bruce Bochy. I don't, so it's yeah, not all those uh, events just don't seem to add up to much confidence in Belt uh, from the uh, from the Giants. Would you drop Belt for Adam LaRoche? No, I wouldn't, because I still believe in Belt and, you know, let's say he does get demoted and we're just speculating at this point, you know, when he comes back, I still think that he could be a lot more productive than than LaRoche.
0: Well, I was going to give you Adam LaRoche in the buy or sell segment, so I'm guessing that means you're selling LaRoche. If I've got him, I'm selling. Because he's like a top three first baseman right now in fantasy. He's number seven in head-to-head and number three in Roto and he's owned in half our leagues. Well, Well,
1: it's, it's a tough... It's tough for me to commit one way or the other with him because when he gets hot, he's he he's a streaky player and when he gets hot he's usable in mixed leagues, he's usable anywhere. Clearly he seems to be hot right now, but over the, the course of the full season, uh we're gonna see his same kinda eh numbers for a first baseman and you know, in most mixed leagues I imagine he's gonna be on the waiver wire most of the year. Houston outfielder JD Martinez is
0: second here in three up. He has a hit in all six games this year. Two home runs, he's hitting three sixty four and J.D. Martinez is on his 63% of leagues.
2: This makes me really happy, because right. this is one of my favorite sleepers coming into this year. So uh, the home run pace is going to uh, abate somewhat, but uh, the, the high batting average, I, I believe in that. Not three sixty four, but three hundred maybe. Sure. So how many? 63
0: seems what, low to you?
2: Uh, no, nah, probably about, about on target, maybe just slightly low. Sorry, Scott, what were you going to ask? How many home runs do you see from Martinez? I'd say roughly 15.
1: Okay.
0: So if you're looking for a guy who's going to hit maybe around 300 and give you 15 home runs, J.D. Martinez is your man. Three-up number three, A.J. Pierzynski hit a three-run homer. He's off to a very
1: good start. He drove in four runs Wednesday, and he's only
0: 29% of leagues,
1: Scott. Yeah, that that actually seems pretty low to me, uh, especially considering standard roto. You start the two catchers. I would assume Pierzynski would be a second catcher uh, in just about every one of those leagues. Um, now, obviously, he's not quite as highly regarded this season as past seasons because he has Tyler Flowers behind him, and, and I, Flowers is probably going to play most of the time against lefties. But a catcher, I mean, they don't play every day anyway, typically speaking. Um, so, I, I think uh, I think Pierzynski is is worth picking up if you're if you need a second catcher. And I know next week, at least right now, the White Sox are facing six righties in seven games, uh, so that. Week in particular would be a good time to start him
0: three down, three players trending down. We start with Kevin Euclius. he is batting a robust one hundred. He has not driven in a run yet. Red Sox
2: are struggling, and Euclius is a big part of that. Al are you worried not really no um you know, if we discover that there's yet another nagging injury for uh Euclid in the next week or so then i'm I'm pretty worried, but uh you know after well uh, six games uh no I'm well they
1: seem to be tinkering with his stance a lot uh I, bobby valentine talked about how um I, I didn't really i didn't really i don't think he really gave any specifics but he just didn't quite look right at the plate and uh, you know Euclid is a player whose mechanics have always been strange yes, anyway very weird. yeah very weird um so it might be now he has got gotten to an age where the bat speed is slowed down and, and that's just not gonna work for him anymore. So I, I, I would say I'm a little more concerned about him than Al is. Okay. Brennan Bosch,
0: three down number two. So Brennan Bosch is owned in eighty nine percent of leagues. We see flashes from Brennan Bosch, not necessarily consistency. He's down to below two hundred uh, he went over 4 yesterday. Do you want to hang on to him, or do you think there might be options out there on the waiver wire? Maybe a guy like J.D. Martinez that you could consider dropping Brennan
2: Bosch for. Well, I think those two outfielders are are fairly similar in value. So I would consider dropping Bosch, but not because he's below the Mendoza line. Uh, you know, He's shown himself to be a very streaky hitter in his two seasons. But at the end, he usually winds up pretty much in the same place. Uh, you know, and I think that 's a place that 's not too different than where you know Martinez might wind up i
1: mean we haven 't seen a full season from him yet. I expect over twenty home runs in a full season, and he 's batting he 's the guy who gets the lucky spot ahead of Miguel Cabrera and Prince Fielder in the Tigers lineup so I think he 's still worth owning pretty much everywhere i I would want to hold on to him
0: and three down number three is niger morgan i 'll lump him in with a guy who I guess could be on three up Carlos gomez so Morgan. 0 for 3 yesterday, dropped his average to 118. Gomez is hitting well to begin the year. Morgan's owned in 21% of leagues, Gomez in 3% <laughs> of leagues. What do you make of the Brewers center field situation?
2: We've seen this from Gomez before, haven't we? In in, in April, it seems, I don't know, it seems to be like a, a yeah. perennial uh, series of ours. You know, Carlos Gomez, hot yeah. out of the gates.
1: <laughs> I, uh, that does sound familiar. It, but. It, but he always winds up being <laughs> Carlos Gomez. And right. He's. He's a guy with a lot of athleticism, but not much skill. And <laughs> 15 at-bats aren't going to change my mind. Mu- you, you can't really get me excited about either of these players. They're they're light-hitting platoon players who aren't even as good at steals as, as I think most people think they are. Um, and I, I consider them low-end options, even in NL only. Hey, how about Michael Bourne? No steals yet. Can't steal first, Scott. No, he has a steal.
0: He does. He's one. Yeah, he has
1: one steal. Well, still you can't steal first. You can't steal first.
0: I was thinking about putting him in today's show, but we'll spare him. I guess we just did, though, put him ah. in the show. Rotation time, and again, we'll talk about Johnson and Lincecum a little bit later in buy or sell. So five pitchers who caught our eye from yesterday. Jake Arietta Just wanted to talk about him again because he, so much talk about him after his first start against the Twins. Gave up a double and a home run to start the game, and then he settled down. Four run runs in six and two-thirds against the Yankees. He's owning 40% of leagues. What did you think of Arietta last night, Al? Uh,
2: a little disappointing. Um, you know, again, it's a, t- it's a tough opponent, tough matchup. But, uh, you know, at some point you want to see Arietta really come out and, and, you know, be dominant uh, over a series of starts. And, uh, you know, he still has has something to show us here. So... Uh, not a terrible outing, but you know nothing that would make me go out and, and try to pick him up in a standard mixed league. What did you think about Randall
0: Delgado? Five innings for the Braves and two runs on five hits with six strikeouts against
1: Houston. I was not expecting much from Delgado after the spring he had, and really I thought he was a little overrated the way he performed at the end of last season. But it was pretty impressive. I I, I watched this game, and he throws... He throws harder than I imagine him throwing. I, the strikeout rate I feel like is has the potential to be higher than I, I think some people give it are, are thinking it'll be. And uh you know, it, again, I mean with Tim Hudson coming back it, it he might not have a chance to really secure a spot now, but um in all only owners I think should be paying attention for sure. Dugato or Samarja. Oh, Samarja, by far, okay, Justin
0: Masterson struggled much different than his first start. three earned runs on eight hits in five innings.
2: yeah, very different from his first start for sure, but you know he had a miserable first inning, and then he bounced back and you know overall though really not a not a sharp game from him, and not really his typical fare either, just uh six ground ball outs for him, which is not uh you know you, he's usually very very good at uh, getting ground ball outs, so I would chalk it up as sort of an outlier from Asterson, I'm not too worried.
0: I'm so glad I didn't have to listen to the White Sox announcers for that first inning. That would have been just torture for me. (laughs) (laughs) Can't stand those guys. Joe Saunders threw seven shutout innings against the Padres, and he is owned in 13% of leagues. Is anyone intrigued by Joe Saunders?
1: I think in NL only leagues, you should... I think he should be owned in NL only leagues. And maybe he is. Maybe those are the exact 13% of leagues he's owned in. Um, But uh, he, I don't like him much as a pitcher. He doesn't strike guys out. He's very hittable. But he eats innings. And and last year we saw that uh, at his best, I mean, he's... He's gonna be a guy who who would be difficult to take out of the lineup in those deepest of leagues. Again, I want to stress mixed league owners just forget about him, look the other way. But in L only he's he's not he's really not a bad option. Delgado or Saunders? I think I gotta go with Saunders just because I don't think Delgado's going to stick around. But I, I like the talent of Delgado more.
0: Kevin Millwood held the Rangers to one run in six innings with
2: seven strikeouts and he's barely owned, Al. Yeah, and he did this in Texas. Yes. This was not a, uh, uh, I almost said Petco, a Safeco field uh, start for Millwood. And, you know, he was surprisingly effective with the Rockies last year. Uh, I expected nothing from Millwood. <laughs> and uh, he was he's, he was pretty decent. He's a fly
1: ball pitcher, too. And those are mm-hmm. really good
2: hitting, in, the best
1: two-hitting environments in baseball, probably. I don't know what's happened to him in his old age, but uh, I, I'm intrigued. Again, I'm not picking him up, but I... I'm, I'm definitely watching.
2: Well, if I, if I need a pitcher in an uh, AL-only league, um, you know, I feel okay about picking up Millwood. Would you pick up Millwood or Luis Mendoza? Ooh. Um, yeah, that's tough. I think I probably would go with Millwood in the tiebreakers that I think he's going to stay in that rotation a little longer than Mendoza will in Kansas City. But you'd probably go Duffy over Millwood, I would assume. Yeah, yeah big time. And then, Scott, would you flip
0: those? Are you higher on Duffy now than
1: Mendoza? See, the Royals' rotation situation is strange. I think they have three guys they like um, in Felipe Paulino, Danny Duffy, and uh, Luis Mendoza. But when Paulino comes off the DL, only two of them are going to be able to be in the rotation. The problem is Mendoza and Paulino don't have options. Duffy does. Duffy has the most upside, though, had the best first start. Do they send them to the minors? I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe they send one to the bullpen. Paulino has experience there, or, or maybe uh, Mendoza is the one who goes to the bullpen. But they also have a stacked bullpen, so it's going to be a, a head scratcher once Paulino comes back.
0: Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com/slash CBS Sports Fantasy Baseball. On Twitter, at CBS Fantasy BB, at Scott White. CB, uh, is it? No, at CBS Scott White. Sorry, man. Keep it's mixing fine. it up. Yeah. At CBS Scott White, at Al Melk CBS, Al M-E-L-C, at Adam Azer, Adam A-I-Z-E-R, and at Nando, N-A-N-D-O, CBS. Injuries, news, and notes. All right, Victor Martinez. So I was actually watching Fantasy Baseball 360 yesterday, our live show at 5 o'clock Eastern on the website, and you guys started talking about him, and I picked him up in the podcast league. Look at you. Yeah, Scott's, well, Scott said, I've already picked him up in some of my leagues. So I, I thought. Say that. There's no chance he didn't pick him up in the podcast like but <laughs> yeah, he he didn't get to that one. Yeah. I I, I got I, lucky there.
1: Look, I got two players in the two DL spots oh. already. I have Tim Hudson and uh, I just picked up uh Doug Fister. And uh oh, nice move. Yeah, I mean I I still think those guys are going to be bigger contributors this season than Martinez will. It, it looks like with Martinez, he uh, didn't end up needing the bigger of the two knee surgeries. Uh, so there's a chance he could come back in late August. Um, he's going to get checked out in July to determine if that can happen. So, I, I mean, we're talking, I think we, we kind of got a little too excited right away considering we're talking about maybe five weeks he'll play. Yeah. Uh, but if you have a free DL slot, there's, there's no reason not to use it on him. Okay. Uh, Nationals closer Drew Storen will be out two to three months after elbow
0: surgery. So Lidge or Henry Rodriguez? Lidge is owned in 38% of leagues, Rodriguez in
2: 23% of leagues. Who's the better option right now? I think Lidge is. Um, just the better history, uh, and I just think that the Nationals are going to wind up leaning on him more heavily than Rodriguez. I can see Rodriguez getting himself into trouble, getting into a couple of safe situations where he uh, walks in a run, is just too wild, and uh, I think over the longer haul you 're going to see Lidge have the more stable set of opportunities a sev is or Lidge uh, Sev is over both of those guys because of the stability Broxton or Lidge Broxton, but I think he 's another one who could eventually pitch himself out of that job or get <laughs> mid season get traded into a set of people he, he blew a save yeah yesterday. He not well yesterday. Well, there yeah. yeah he hit two batters and he hit Johnny Gomes with the bases
0: loaded and extra innings to lose the game. Buster Posey has shingles. This guy's got bad
2: luck. Is this a big deal? He says it's not. Um, I think he may be being a tough guy. He says, oh, it's a little uncomfortable. I've never heard anybody say shingles are just uncomfortable. But, you know, he's a ball player. So uh, uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to be out for long, if if at all.
1: He actually pinch hit last night. So um, I think he's going to stay in the lineup. I don't know what shingles are like, honestly. I mean, I, I understand it's a... It's pretty Sore, Sores all over you, and yeah, not a good thing. I, I don't know. I don't know that that would affect somebody's performance, though. I mean, it's not like it. I, I don't think it's something that makes them weaker. I, I don't yeah, know. I'm I, not
2: sure. Fortunately, I haven't had them, uh, but mm-hmm. um, it, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it should be much of a factor.
1: Yeah,
0: Jeremy Hellickson. We have no doctors on this staff, by the way, as you can <laughs> tell. Jeremy Hellickson was hit in the head by a batted ball during practice. He's okay. He's probable for his next start. Mets manager Terry Collins. Had an optimistic outlook, outlook for David Wright. He says he could be back in the lineup Friday. So that's good news, potentially. Bad news, though, for Scott Baker. He will miss the rest of the season. So what's the what are the implications for the Twins' rotation?
2: Uh, well, it looks like Liam Hendricks will get uh, a long look there. Uh, he was filling in. Temporarily before for Baker, uh, but now there's no reason to think that he won't be uh, there longer. Anthony Swarzak too, uh, you know, has a, a shot at least while Marquis is out, and who knows? Maybe uh, Swarzak. If, if uh, Hendricks struggles, then Swarzak becomes the guy who uh, holds down Baker's spot. So you got to watch both of those guys, Hendricks and uh, Hendricks. Yes, and do you like Hendricks? Uh, I do like him. Again, he's not somebody that um, is going to have a lot of upside potential because he's a contact pitcher. But um he's, you know, could be a, a really good guy for Whip and uh definitely solid enough for AL only leagues. And are you running to your waiver wire
0: to pick up Johnny Damon who could be a member of the Indians today?
1: No. Probably not. Not outside of uh AL only. Uh just because I don't think he's gonna play every day, and even if he does, he's not really uh He's an okay at best source of home runs and steals. You know, maybe a 10 10 guy. Um, right. Doesn't walk much anymore. There, there's just not a whole lot to like about. It. Well, I, and even as I'm hearing myself say that, I know he finished surprisingly high in the head to head rankings last year. But I, I think, I think the, the fact he's probably going to be a platoon player is reason enough to avoid him in, in standard leagues.
0: Jed Lowry expected to be activated Friday. You got, you're going to want to keep an eye on Lance Berkman's calf. He didn't play Wednesday. Brandon Phillips still out with a sore left hamstring. Worried about
2: anybody? Worried about Phillips? Uh, enough to just be, keep a close eye on him over the weekend because it's not even clear he's going to play in the in the weekend series. So uh, probably not a big deal long term, but you know enough uncertainty there to check in on him. And B.J. Upton is he a possibility for fantasy week three? Um.
1: He's a possibility. He's probably, if I can avoid it, he's probably not somebody I'm going to put in my lineup right away. He has so much trouble making contact, as it is, (laughs) that I don't necessarily trust him after a rehab assignment and very little spring action to be a big contributor right away. So just a few more notes from around baseball, and
0: then we'll get into buy or sell, and Give you an update on some of the top prospects in baseball. Sergio Santos, I didn't think he was going to be available yesterday, but he got the save for the Blue Jays, and now he's on leave to be with his wife and newborn child. Uh, Ricky Romero was great against the Red Sox. Shelly Duncan and Travis Hafner hit their first home runs. Do either of those two guys fire you
2: up? I did pick up Duncan in an ale only. Um Hafner, also usable in an AL only, not excited outside of those formats.
0: Well, now Johnny Damon's in the picture. Is that going to hurt your Shelly Duncan pickup? Yeah, it up probably now?
2: will, actually, yeah. Maybe not for a little bit, though.
0: George Guitaris, hit his second home run of the season. <laughs> if you need a backup catcher, how's this backup
1: <laughs> catcher? I mean, I guess as far as backup catchers go, he he has some pop, clearly. Uh, but it's, it's Jonathan LaCroix's job, and... Can't get me excited about a backup catcher, Adam Mazer. Yeah, no. I'm,
0: I'm <laughs> sorry. I shouldn't have even tried. Ryan Dempster, another good start, but no Braun, no Corey Hart, no Cor- no Jonathan Lucroy in the lineup. Who needs Jonathan
2: Lucroy? Yeah, exactly. Guitars. He
0: gave up a home run to Guitars, but it was another good start for Dempster. Um, let's see. If you want to look at Johnny Cueto's outing, you should note that Berkman, Beltran, and Fries did not play for the Cardinals, and Cueto... Three earned runs in five innings. So not a good start for him. John Jay is owned in 24% of leagues. He's batting over 300. He homered for the first time. He doesn't, I'm surprised he's not scoring more runs. But he's really not doing anything other than giving you a good batting average. Does John Jay have any fantasy
2: value? Yeah, and uh, only for the reasons that you just said. Because you can't rely on him to hit 300. You should be able to rely on him to score some runs. Handful of steals. That's about all there is.
0: Willie Bloomquist. He is. He went two for five. He's hitting over four hundred. He's leading off for Arizona. He stole a base. We know he can do that. Yeah,
2: is he uh, underrated? Are we Are we rerunning a podcast from last year? So we got. I know Pac exactly. Carlos exactly. <laughs> Bloomquist, I think, was off to a good start last year too. So um, and he was really popular for a while. And again, he's a guy that even with part time play can help you in roto with steals. But he certainly isn't going to keep this up.
1: Yeah, but uh, and Steven Drew's coming back, which yeah. When though? Um, uh, I would think sometime in May, uh, probably the first half of May, would be my guess.
0: And is anybody worried about C. C. Sabathia? Put him on that same scale with Tim Lincecum, where Lincecum was an eight. And a seven point five, and uh, I'm kind of scared. I'm Can, can we crap, talk about
1: Lincecum now? We kind
0: of yeah, we're we ready. Tease the heck out of well, that. Well, he's next, but Sebathia Sabathia six point seven five ERA through two I'm, outings.
2: He's a three for me. Yeah,
1: I'm not worried about. Uh, he's probably a one for me. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> buy
0: or sell? Then you want to talk about Lincecum? Let's talk about Tim Lincecum. Not throwing hard at all. He's throwing like 90 miles per hour. 12.91 ERA in and 10 strikeouts, which is good, in seven and two-thirds. Okay, buy or sell Tim Lincecum right
2: now. I don't think you can sell him because I don't think you'll – I'd rather, I guess, wait it out and see if he can fix what's ailing him because I don't think you're going to get much value. Yeah, I mean, I, it's
1: worth testing, I guess. But, um, I mean, you wouldn't want to dump him, obviously. I wish I could go back in time and talk about Lincecum as a bust. Remember, I had trouble picking out a bust starting pitcher. I think maybe I got a little gun-shy with the whole Matt Kemp fiasco last season. But you look at the way Lincecum's career has gone down here. Uh, Strikeout rate steadily dropping. Walk rate steadily rising. Velocity Steadily dropping. Just his Cy Young years, he was averaging 94 on his fastball. The last couple years, it's been in the 92 range. Last year, it was 92.3, and like you said, he's not throwing hard this year. Um, throwing, uh, averaging about 90 over his first two starts, and uh, that that's not a power pitcher. A guy who throws 90, particularly when you're talking about a right-hander, um, a guy who is supposed to be a power pitcher who tries to get by as not a power pitcher this is what happens so it's still early obviously we sometimes see velocity a little lower in april um just because their arms aren't quite up to speed yet but since this has been a trend over his career uh i'm kind of worried that this is the continuation of that trend and that he's finally reached a point here where he can't um he can't work around it anymore so that's that's where my that's where my fear is right now. Um and that's why if I owned Tim Lincecum, I would be uh stocking up on backup options. The Jake Arietta's of the world, the who else had a good first start? Chris Sale if he's out there.
0: Well Samarja Samarja. Samarja,
1: yeah, yeah that's a good one. You know not Kyle though. No, not Kyle. Not because so he had two good
0: starts. I know. Uh, but with with Lincecum, I feel like a couple of years ago he had a month where his velocity was down he and he did. got ripped apart, right? Yeah, and then was he an, was fine. It was August, like August, August yeah. of
2: twenty ten. Yeah, and then he was fine. Yeah, and you know I am the guy who's who put him at an eight out of ten on the panic scale. Um, and, and that's largely because, uh, just before the season started, there was talk of him dropping his slider altogether and he was worried about his elbow. And I thought this doesn't sound good at all. So when you combine that with these first two starts, it seems like something's amiss. But what does keep me from going full blown out 10 out of 10 on the panic scale is we did see a a little bit of a jump from start one to start two. He topped out at just uh, 91.4 in his first start, his fastball. Uh, on Wednesday, he did top out at 93.1, and the average velocity went up about half a mile an hour. So, you put that together with what Scott was saying that sometimes it does take pitchers to a little while early on to regain their velocity. Let's not, you know, pull all the fire alarms just yet on Lincecum, but but worried I, absolutely. I mean, I
1: actually watched some of that game. I never, I didn't see a single pitch over 90 uh, wow. for him. So, yeah, I mean. Tim Lincecum, <laughs> he's done amazing things, and and I think that's why you can't sell him short after only two starts. But I, there's a lot of reason to be concerned here, and you you couple this start to the season with he, he was terrible all spring training. Also, there there wasn't I I don't think there was a good start, maybe one really short one, uh, but a lot of really rough starts for him. So we have yet to see a successful Tim Lincecum in 2012.
0: Someone offers you. C.C. Sabathia for Tim Lincecum,
1: in a heartbeat. Yeah.
0: Someone you know. offers you Chad Billingsley mm-hmm, <laughs> for no. Tim Lincecum. No, not ready to go there yet. Not quite buying Billingsley then. No.
1: More, more just I, I think you would, you, you, don't want to sell that low on Tim Lincecum after only two starts. As concerned as we are, I mean, Billingsley was a guy who went undrafted in a lot of leagues, so you, you can't, you can't make that kind of move after two starts.
0: Tim Lincecum or Josh Johnson, and are you buying or selling Josh Johnson, who is now 0-2 uh, with an eight three eight ERA, and he is not striking guys out. Only five and two starts.
2: And his velocity is down as well, so a little bit of concern there, but I do give him a little bit more of a pass because, again, he's been working his way back from, from the injury. So,
1: Yeah, I'd uh, probably put him on a... A five on the panic scale which which is pretty high after this early in the season I you kind of just want to let the number settle um so that's pretty high but it's a lot lower than the 7.5 on Lincecum I think I would stick with Lincecum um if getting back to your trade offer question uh just because Josh Johnson hasn't had a good start either but um it's surprisingly close buy or sell Johan Santana I am, uh, well, it depends what you mean. Has he been good or hasn't he? He's been excellent. I I could argue that he hasn't been so good. The strikeouts have been at a good rate. He's run out of steam in the fifth inning, both of his starts. And uh, I feel like he's given up a good number of base runners, both of his starts. So I'm not not sure he's been
0: that great. Is that his numbers have been maybe better than his performance. In which
1: case, ERA and strikeout rate, yeah, you could probably put him in the sell category then. Um,
2: yeah, I guess I, I guess I would be among the sellers of Johan Santana then. And then we'd probably be talking because I'd be more likely to buy Santana <laughs> than sell him because I, I, you know, I think he is building up towards something better, and I'm just encouraged that, you know, he's able to, you know, take the mound and I mean, grant, yeah, he's only giving them five innings, but uh, you know, I think it'll get better from here on out. Um, and if I have them, and actually I do have them in a couple leagues, you know, I definitely want to keep them stashed and, and see how it goes. Buy or sell Chipper
0: Jones as a, as a top 12 third baseman. He's in 41% of leagues.
1: I don't think I can go top 12, but I might go top 15. I, I think he's an okay guy to have on your mixed league roster, provided you have a second, second, a second third baseman to work in there. Because uh, you know he's going to miss time. If you're if you're relying on Chipper Jones at this point, it, that's probably a bad move because he's in and out of the lineup. So even when he doesn't go on the DL, he's in and out of the lineup so much that you wouldn't want to start him every week. But I think I think he's going to be a decent contributor when he's in the lineup. Joe Nathan blew a save yesterday. He already has two losses. His ERA
0: is an even nine. Buy or sell that he remains the Rangers closer for
2: the rest of the year. Yeah, well, I hyped him up in the in the preseason a lot, and you know, so I, I guess I, I'd be buying still because uh, I just you know I don't panic about closers after a week. So uh, sell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was not
1: hyping him, and I saw the little of this game too. The Mariners' bats weren't going all game, and then suddenly Joe Nathan comes in. He's throwing ninety three, which is fine for most pitchers, but a guy who used to throw mid to high nineties. It's hard for him to, to survive with that now. He gave up. Uh, it was a bad blown save. I think three runs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Three. I think so. At least two. I think it was four to one or three to one, and they ended up winning four, four to three. three. Yeah. Javi Guerra got another save. That's four. Buy or sell Javi Guerra.
2: I like Javier Guerra. He's not losing the job. Ow. Yeah, I'm I'm stubbornly sticking <laughs> <to> Kenley <laughs> with Jansen. Kenley Jansen, who you know he had one bad outing, but uh, you know his looked good otherwise. So, uh,
1: what's going to happen for Garrett? What's got to happen for Garrett to lose the job? Honestly,
2: I mean, what's going to hap- have to happen is he's going to have to blow a string of saves, and and I think he, and, he's and you capable. We'll... Going to happen? Yeah. yeah.
1: This is this is becoming a pretty significant. Um, Sample here for Guerra, dating back to when he took over the closer role last year. His ERA is under two. I mean, I, I think Guerra's great. I think he's great.
0: Fernando Rodney, three saves, hasn't allowed an earned run. Buy or sell? Al, sticking with uh, yeah, sell. Th-
2: sell. Yeah, um, and I, I trust him far less than I trust uh, Javi Guerra. I see something there for Guerra. Um, Rodney, uh, yeah, just you know, too much wildness. Uh, hasn't been a strikeout pitcher in years. And yeah, it's, it's short-term anyway. And the, and then there's that. Uh, Kelly Johnson. Got to talk about him on
0: this show. He's the number three fantasy second baseman right now in, in head-to-head and roto. Are you buying it? Not as a number
2: three overall, but are you buying him as a consistent starter? I do not buy Kelly Johnson as consistent anything. Other, other than as a consistent power hitter. And <laughs> You like him. And you I was, like him. You like him a but lot. I, well, I like him among the lower tier guys in, in a standard mixed league. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and make the argument that, you know, because of a good start, that he's been elevated into uh, you know the ranks of, of the Dan Uglas and, and even the Brandon Phillipses of the world.
1: <laughs> Kelly Johnson used to be my favorite player. It's kind of funny to think about now. I was <laughs> I was obsessed with him in college. But you got your new favorite player, <laughs> Emilio Bonifacio. He's a top
0: six third baseman. He's the number one Roto shortstop. He's off to a great start. I know that you buy him, I know that you love him, but can you sell high on him right now, or would you hang on to Emilio Bonifacio?
1: I would hang on to him, because this is what I thought he was capable of doing all along. And seeing him do it right out of the gate here, the high batting average, the high steal rate, how many? he has four steals, I think, already. That's a lot. Yeah. And uh, them running him that consistently, even though he's not the leadoff hitter, is... Extra encouraging. I, I think he's going to be a stud. What about this trade? Who'd rather have
0: Troy Tulowitzki or Bonifacio and Linsicum?
1: Oh man, I would rather have, <laughs> have Tulawitzki. I would.
2: I would too. Yeah. Yeah. Tula? Okay. I had to think about it twice because it it seemed like an easy choice. <laughs> like a thought maybe I was missing something there. Well, wow, you're getting Linsicum. I'm worried about him though. Okay. Yeah. Buy or sell Austin Jackson, the number three
0: outfielder right now? Do you think he will hit 500 this year? <laughs> and he hasn't stolen a base yet. <laughs> no. But I know you guys are divided on him. Yeah, we so he's off
1: to a good start. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking, <laughs> sticking to my guns here on Jackson. I think he's a 260 hitter at best, with less than 15 homers, less than 25 steals. That's not very good to me.
2: I think he'll hit for a higher average. I think the steals and the, the homers are right about at those levels, 1525. Uh, that said, I think people might be going a little overboard on him now. There's the chance that they are. Um, so, actually, I would test the market. Yeah. As much as I like Jackson, if I could get, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to say exactly what I would target at this point, but, you know, if, if I could get what I thought was good value for him, I'd trade him.
0: Josh Willingham hitting 353 with three home runs, six RBIs. He's owning 73% of leagues. And uh, I heard an interesting thought from John Kruk on baseball tonight that he could be, he's a good candidate to be traded to a contender at some point this year, which would be great. Get him out of that ballpark, uh, potentially to a better park. Uh, what do you think about Josh Willingham? Are you buying this or would you sell him if you could sell high on Josh Willingham?
1: First of all, I think he's immune to the park factors because last three teams he's played for have all played in pitchers' parks. And well, then you know, what if they, we put they, him they, in they, a hitter's park? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you could go there. But what if I, the Red Sox needed he's, an outfielder? He's kind of beyond his prime, so I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there. Was, he's what 31, I think, something like that. Maybe
2: even older. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I think uh I think Willingham is kind of in the Laroche category for me. A little ahead of him because he plays outfielder which I outfield which I consider weaker than first base, but when he gets going like this, he is great for mixed league owners, but he's down enough that he's going to spend a lot of time on the waiver wire also. So I guess I guess I'd say I'm selling him. Then
0: let's move on to Giancarlo Stanton. Bad knee, bad start, bad ballpark. Buy or sell Stanton?
2: Well, because of those things, again, you might not really get the value that you should for Stanton. And I wouldn't sell him anyway, not after a handful of games. You think you could buy low on him? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a possibility. Worth checking out. So you're confident he turns it around, has a good year? Yeah, you know, I'm starting to think that maybe some of my prognostications of a 40-homer of a season were a little optimistic. It's because of the ballpark. I don't blame but, it. It's no, the no, because of the ballpark. Um, and, and again, it's so early that really. It, you really need more games to see. They played one game there. Yeah, one uh, game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, <laughs> no, nothing has changed. In I mean, a week. one <laughs> year sometimes is not enough data to really get a, a beat on the park factor. So, but you know, so it's all a way just of saying that you know I, I'd wait it out with Stanton. I think he'll be fine, even if he doesn't hit quite forty. And I'd be remiss not to
0: ask you, Scott, buy or sell Lucas Duda, (laughs) a 136 batting average, two walks, seven strikeouts.
1: Uh, I actually anticipated him having a bad week this week because the Mets, I think, were facing three lefties in six games, and he doesn't hit lefties very well. And then uh, one of the righties was Strasburg, who he struggled against last night. Uh, I'm still, uh, I don't know if you're asking me to buy the stat line or buy Duda, I'm buying Duda still. We saw with the two homer game just what kind of potential he has, and I think uh, I think he's going to walk more than he has so far. Also,
0: well, then let's finish the show with the prospects report, and we'll save some emails for tomorrow's show. And you guys, just uh, I guess I'll I'll throw the control over to you. Prospects here, guys in the minors, who we need to keep an eye on. Who are some guys that are standing out? Al, why don't you kick it off?
2: All righty. Um yeah, just a, a few guys to check in on uh, in terms of the big names. Mike Trout is off to a really good start. He's hitting 433. Um, so any concerns that you might have had about, you know, the, the spring where he really didn't get to play much at all, um, you know, he seems to be, uh, be beyond that. Um, of course, the question is when he'll be up. And I, I think it'll be a while for Trout. Although it'll be sometime this year. Um, and then you talk about Trout, you got to talk about Bryce Harper. He's not off to such a good start, hitting just .261 uh, so far. But, um, yeah, I think I, probably we'd see Harper before we'd see Trout. Um, I, think I would guess. I think more. Harper's going to be up in May at some point. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. And uh, another guy who could be up uh, you know, potentially that early is Nolan Arenado after six games just uh, hitting the cover off the ball, 440. He's uh, 11 for 25 with uh, four doubles. That's so, your boy. Yep, yep. Looking um, pretty good. I'll toss one more hitter uh, that I really like who I think could be an early call-up, Brett Jackson uh, batting two seventy-six with a three on on-base percentage, uh, just one stolen base so far.
0: you still saying that Jackson could have the biggest impact this year?
2: It's possible. I'm not saying it's a slam dunk of, of all minor leaguers? Oh uh, no, the outfielders of the of the, out- of the outfielders. outfielders. I think that's I, what we had said. That yeah, uh, that's right. We did talk about with outfielders, and yeah, I think he actually could have a better rookie season than um, than Harper um, because I just think he's a little further along in his development at this point. Any pitchers to talk about here? Could I got. I got. Yeah. Uh, Give me me some... uh, Do you have more, Al? I mean, I've got more, but, you know... uh, Hey, we'll share. Yeah. Sharing is caring.
1: I have... (laughs) uh, Well, Joe Wheeland, we probably should have just talked about him in the regular show notes. Padres pitcher. um, Came over in the Matt Adams deal, I think, last year from Texas and had a 197 ERA between... I think it was single A and double A between those two two organizations last year. Great control, but still the high strikeout rate to go along with it. And typically... We've seen those types of pitchers, even if they're not super hyped as prospects, they end up having pretty good success right away. We saw uh, Beachy, for instance, Brandon Beachy last year. is kind of in that category. And he's going to be up. When is he going to be pitching? He just took uh, Dustin Mosley's spot in the rotation. I believe it's Saturday. Yeah, So, and he's good enough that he could just displace... Mosley entirely, I
2: feel like. Well, and it sounds like Mosley's, You know, could be out for a while. He's got yeah. uh, all sorts of problems, uh, I think, okay. shoulder. So. Well, that
1: helps, too. Uh, Trevor Bauer, who's my NL-only Rookie of the Year pick, had 11 strikeouts in five and two-thirds innings at double-A. Um, he's a guy who might be able to skip triple-A entirely, has that kind of talent. They, they wanted him in the rotation kind of this spring. They just didn't have an opening for him. Josh Colmenter's struggles might change that in the near future, though. Leonis Martin, who I feel like we talk about a lot on the podcast, is 12 for 32 at we AAA. We don't really talk about him that much. Really?
0: Nah, I don't think so.
1: 12 for 32 at AAA so far. He struggled once he got to AAA last year. Right now the, the Rangers are making do with Josh Hamilton in center field, which they really didn't want to do, but nobody won the job in spring training. And then David Murphy and left. Um... I th- I think it's possible within the next month or so they could get Martine up and move Murphy out of the lineup, which would be bad news for him, but uh, good news for Martine owners. And then Matt Adams, three home runs already. Uh, he is, I would guess, the likely starter at, at first base for the Cardinals next year, assuming Lance Berkman leaves, um, and we could see him – we could see him get a look later this season, though probably it'd probably take an injury to get him in the starting lineup. Uh he has good power and kinda like kinda like a lot of Cardinals minor league hitters, I feel like uh Alan Craig in that same group where they put up these great minor league numbers but don't get a lot of hype and then they continue hitting in the majors, so
2: yeah, Adams is interesting because yeah, he put up big power numbers in double-A where they've got a very homer-friendly park. And you know so I think of Rasmus, who did great in that park but wasn't as impressive when he got promoted to triple-A. So really encouraging <laughs> to see that. And yeah. In the early going, Adams has made that uh, that leap with, with no problem. And Rasmus was the big prospect. Yep. I
0: also want to mention Dylan Bundy. Did we mention him?
2: No, yeah. Um, we yeah. did not mention him. I
0: heard Dan Duquette, the general manager for the Orioles, talking about him yesterday. Very... Uh, highly, he had some very high praise for Dylan Bundy and, and said it's going to be tough to keep him out of the majors. And his first two outings, six innings pitched, no base runners, and 12 strikeouts. <laughs> is, is there, if there are, let's say, two guys that you want on your roster right now, who is it? Who are they? Uh, among, are we, pro, among prospects? Yeah.
1: Are we assuming they'll play this year? Like, for, you know, not necessarily thinking about term Not long-term. for keeper leagues. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, for me, it's I don't even have to think Arenado and
1: Bauer. Well, I mean, Harper, I I still think Harper has to be number one of all of them. So I would go Harper and Arenado, even though I have Bauer (laughs) beating them both for rookie of the year. Uh, I think particularly in rotisserie leagues, uh, when you start talking about unproven pitchers, and, you know, I I just wouldn't want to risk him messing up my ERA and whip, but in, in head-to-head leagues, I would probably take Bauer over over at least Arenado. Thanks, fellas. We're done for the day. We'll be back tomorrow
0: with, Scott and, with Al and Nando. Scott's off the hook. And, uh, Scott, have yourself a great weekend. We'll yeah, be talking thank you. hitting and pitching starts and sits for week three on tomorrow's show and a little bit of that on Monday as well.
1: I'm, I'm actually going to be in Boston for a few days, so really? you guys are going to miss out on me for uh, a while. Oh, is that right my wife is running the boston marathon
2: where's that that's in boston there. here <laughs> <Wow>. yeah <laughs> that's yeah. great very yeah. cool i actually did not i knew you were going to boston i didn't know that was the reason that's the reason fantastic so, but wish her the best of luck and say hi to nando because he'll be in boston too this weekend
1: wow i didn't know that yeah i feel nice the fantasy together. department
0: I feel here. lucked out here
1: <laughs> i'll be here in florida yeah, so will i Looking forward to uh,
0: that. But we still have another show. It's only Thursday. okay? We can't be talking about the weekend just yet. (laughs) We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Sorry we didn't get to the emails. We'll get to them tomorrow. And have a great one.